Good morning. Welcome to LifeBridge Church. We're so happy you're here. Um, we gather together because we want to belong together in community. It's never, it's inconvenient to get up in the morning, early in the morning. It's inconvenient sometimes to show up. And sometimes it's uncomfortable to meet somebody new. But we know that God calls us to be in community and to be a new family here at LifeBridge. Am I supposed to hit play? This is not my regular gig, guys. I'm usually with the kids. They're a lot easier than being in front of you. All right, well, thank you so much. Keep coming on in. Um, please uh, go to my Life Bridge. This is where you can connect with what's happening. If you call Life Bridge home, upcoming events, the audio uh, from the sermon if you ever miss, and also giving your tithes and offerings. We really appreciate your tithes and offerings and you being generous. Jesus told us um, it's better to give than receive. Generosity helps others and blesses us in our community here at LifeBridge. It helps us um, keep our doors open. and also helps us to serve each other within this community here at LifeBridge. I'm so excited to see all these kids here, and you can hear them in the hall and coming on in. We are a family-friendly service here today. It's a family service. We're intentionally having us worship together in community. I'm very excited. We are kicking off the school year next Sunday, September 11th. We ask everyone to please re-register your family um, at lifebridge.church forward slash kids. This helps us to make sure if there's any allergy changes, what grades are um, moving up to, as well as your contact information. Our small group leaders love to reach out to your kids as well as you to build that relationship. You'll also notice, you'll get notified about the LifeBridge Kids Co-op. We love having our weekly leaders. We have over 25 leaders that serve weekly in kids' ministry for an entire school year, investing in the next generation. But we also need your help when those volunteers have vacations or are sick with their own kids, we need you guys to step up and also just rotate in as a sub. So you'll get notification about the LifeBridge Kids Co-op um, rotation for that. So we really appreciate it. We're so excited. We have five um, student co-leaders starting up this year, serving this year, helping out, which is super awesome. Let's give them a round of applause. So we are really excited that these are kids that have been in kids' ministry from being really little and have experienced being in the ministry and now are taking the next step of serving. And we have so many great adults that are going to be helping to train them up and also serving in small groups. All right. And I'd like to bring up Pastor John. Thanks, Jamie. Don't, don't start that now. Come on, Jamie. Oh, I thought I was beyond that. Okay, so... Yeah, welcome to LifeBridge, everybody. Glad you guys are here and joining us for uh, this Labor Day weekend. As you can tell, uh, church is a little bit different today. So we have a family service today, which means we have the kids in here with us. So I uh, just wanted to briefly explain why that is. There's a few main reasons for that. Number one, we as a church, we really want to cherish these opportunities to worship together with the whole family. Uh, it's a beautiful picture of family coming together to worship together um, and to just be together in the church service. So um, it is great that the kids' ministry volunteers are spending so much time and energy and effort, and your kids are in the rooms with them learning on their level and having great opportunities to learn and to grow in their faith in those rooms, but occasionally... 
it's nice to just worship together. And we really hope that you cherish and value that opportunity as a family as well. Secondly, we do this to give our LifeBridge Kids ministry volunteers a break uh, before we start up in the fall, uh, which will start next week. We will start our, our regular routine at LifeBridge Kids, which means that we try to have consistent leaders in the rooms as much as we can, leading small groups, uh, investing in your kids for all nine months of the school year. So that's a heavy lift as a volunteer. So we want to give them a break, and we want to give them an opportunity to refresh and gear up and get ready for the school year. Uh, thirdly, uh, it also, and I just realized this as I walked in today, it uh, reminds us to appreciate LifeBridge kids. <laughs> all of the volunteers and all of the work that Jamie does. We appreciate you guys tremendously. <laughs> This is a good reminder of that. So, uh, kids, glad you guys are here with us. Thanks for joining us in the church service today. Uh oh, put on, put on my like teacher classroom eyes. This this crew right here might be might be trouble. I'll keep an eye on you guys up here. Um, yeah, glad you guys are here. Thanks for joining us. We're gonna we're gonna have uh, time to share testimonies and to share stories a little bit. So, uh, kids, if you guys have a story to share, too, you are more than welcome to share as well, all right? But you can also just listen to the stories that parents are sharing here, too. Okay, let me recap briefly our campaign. Our campaign was called The Spirit-Filled Life, and this is the last week of it. We are wrapping it this week with our Calm Week. Oh, let me explain that, too, for a second. Uh, we call this our Calm Week mainly as just a, a way of demonstrating as a whole church to rest, and to be sure that we build rest into our regular rhythm in our calendar and routine. We try to have four campaigns a year. We call them campaigns. They're, they're groups of like teaching series for like 12, four, 10 to 13 weeks generally. And at the end of that, we try to take a calm week, which is where the church calendar goes silent and we don't really have anything on the calendar. We don't do much. And again, we have a family service at that Sunday. And we want to emphasize and really stress how important Sabbath rest is in your life. To intentionally build that into your calendar and to your, your rhythm of life. It's vitally important. So we as a church want to model that for you, and that's why we do Calm Weeks. Okay, back to the Spirit-Filled Life. So in this campaign, we've been talking about what it looks like to live a life empowered by the Holy Spirit. We said the Spirit-filled life is a life lived rich in the qualities that the Spirit of God produces in a believer. Those are primarily seen in the fruit of the Spirit and in the gifts of the Spirit. So we spent time just focusing on those and how we have been, uh, we have been empowered by the Holy Spirit to live a life of character through the fruit of the Spirit and empowered by the Holy Spirit to do ministry through the gifts that he has given us. All right, so with that, I'm going to ask a few questions, and I'm going to need you guys to be brave, all right? Like, I've got stories. I can talk the whole time, but that's not what we're going for today. You guys hear me talk enough. I want to hear stories from you. This is, when we started doing this, honestly, and this is no offense to you, I love y'all, but I was a little freaked out when we first started doing Testimony Sundays. John can, John can testify to this. Um, I was a little like, wait, we're going to do open mic? I don't know about that, man. Kind of, 
kind of freaked me out a little bit. But this has become one of the most cherished things that we do as a church for me. Uh, because I get to hear all of the stuff that's going on in your life, how you've heard the uh, teaching series, what you've walked away from it, and how God is moving in your life. And on top of that, we get to hear, you guys all get to hear a lot of the stories that I tend to hear, because um, I tend to get those emails, or I tend to get those calls, or people talk to me at church and tell me the stories of what's going on in their life a little bit more. But when we all share these stories together, we're seeing, we're seeing God at work in the lives of one another within the church. And that's awesome, and I love it. And yeah, it's great. So I'm excited for it. I hope you are too. Okay, here's our questions. We've got three of them. Our first one is, and kids, this is why I said you all can talk too, okay? If you got a story to share, Bevan's gonna run around with the mic, so just put your hand up if you wanna share something. Uh, I know you've been talking about the fruit of the spirit as well, so you think about this, all right? Uh, pick a fruit and describe a time or a period of time in which you grew in that quality. So think of a time in your life where you grew in, whether it's self-control, you, you learned to be more self-controlled. I know y'all have stories about that, okay? <laughs> uh, a time that you grew in patience, it was likely a time of suffering and pain and difficulty. Uh, a time that you grew in joy, <clears throat> where you just learned to be joyful even in the midst of a difficult, stressful time, or you found that the Spirit of God filled you with joy when your life circumstances just didn't scream joy. <laughs> sure, you, you, you stand, you sit, you do you. Try not to cry, everybody, so give me a moment. Um, I guess right now would be patience, self-control, and gentleness. There is a lot going on in our home. Uh, my sister-in-law is terminally ill, and we're taking care of her, so my brother and their three children are living with us, so I have six kids now. So that God is giving me patience, self-control, <laughs> 11, 7, 6, 3, 2, and a 5-month-old. So there is a lot of self-control and patience in my house right now. So that's, so that's what I got. Yeah, thanks for sharing, Sam. Thank you. I'm going to try not to cry also. Uh, <laughs> um, so it's actually several years ago, but we were set to get married. It'll be five years in October this this, uh, this year. And um, three months before that happened, uh, I lost my job, and I was working at a camp where I, I lived on site, too. And uh, so we were like, okay, what are we going to do? And we had, like, painted the house the colors that we wanted for, and picked out furniture, all that stuff. And um, just in that season, uh, God, I would say peace, grooming peace, but patience as well. But um, just, you know, drew me to scripture that talked about peace in the middle of a storm. Um, and I learned, like, how to look back on, um, there were so many messages. I would go to church, and then we went to a funeral, and, like, the same messages on peace, on peace. And so it was so sweet to see how God, like, guided us, guided me in that season. And um, just thought about, like, how you, if you can trust him with what he's done in the past, you can trust him with what he's doing in the future. And 
Um, but I would say that's that's the one that I've had a chance to do in the job I have now to be like a, a person of peace. I work at a, a Christian school, and if a kid gets sent to the office, 90% of the time they talk to me. And so I have to be like, for behavioral reasons or conflict, a person of peace. And uh, it's a weird thing. I didn't expect I'm conflict averse, and I will withdraw from conflict if I have the opportunity. But when they come to the office, and they're like, I'm talking to you. I don't have the opportunity to do that. And uh, it's just a sweet thing that God's used that as a foundation for our relationship and as an opportunity to grow me. Um, so, yeah, I'd say peace. Yeah. Kristen, you want to stand up and say another one? Oh, no, okay. All right, all right. <laughs> we won't peer pressure you into talking to you, but thanks, Andy. Yeah. <laughs> Today, this morning, when I did all my stuff without being asked, that would be self-control, and yeah. Thanks, John. Yeah, dude. Anybody else? Linda? You guys are giving Bevan his exercise. That's, that's why Linda waited for you to come all the way over here. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I've been journaling um, on the fruits for, for a little bit now, and I'm going to just be brave and just talk about um, goodness. And I'm just going to read some of my journaling notes. Um, for 30-some years, um, I buried a wrong that was done to me, and I buried it very deep in my heart. Um, I was raised in a family that you, um, you let the good shine, and then you hid the bad. And I, I got very good at hiding the bad and the hurt that came my way. Um, about four months ago, I made a decision to do good. Um, my, my son once said, the heart of the matter is the matter of the heart, and that is so true because um, you become so overwhelmed, and that's what I did. Um, you believe so many of the lies, um, and each day and each year, um, that circumstances, whatever you're bearing, just becomes that much harder. Um, I learned that goodness is an action, um, so through prayer, through reading God's word, um, through sermons, through trusted friends, um, in worship, and mostly the Holy Spirit just working in my heart, I decided to be obedient, taking that action, and let going and letting God. Um, I, a song I listen to almost daily is the goodness of God, so I'm just going to share some of those lyrics with you. It says, I love you, Lord, for your mercy never fails me. All my days I've been held in your hands. From the moment that I wake up until I lay my head, oh, I will sing of the goodness of God. In all my life, you've been faithful. All my life, you've been so, so good. With every breath that I am able, oh, I will sing of the goodness of God. I guess today, just being brave, I just um, encourage anybody who has that story, anybody who has been holding on to things for a long, long time, just to share that story and just let go and let God just work in your heart because that's it's just amazing the Holy, what the Holy Spirit can do. Amen. Sharon, Linda, Tom. <clears throat> uh, the one that stands out to, out to me the most, um, especially in the last couple of years, is gentleness. Um, I think John Thorngate did a sermon on this a little while back, but it is more and more obvious, at least to me, in this world that we live in, that being gentle is not that popular. Um, <laughs> 
I'm a really big fan of sports and the whole, I guess the idea of like a hot take is a very mainstream thing. And uh, whether it's sports or politics or just people, just in general, it seems like people find reasons to get angry very, very quickly. And it's really popular to be angry about something or just to be upset and to share that, you know, being upset. Uh, personally, um, I, I love my parents. I love my in-laws. Uh, however, in the last couple of years, since 2020, uh, they have all experienced their own, I guess, anger at the world. And two of them don't go to church at all anymore. And two of them left the church that they have always been going to. And they rarely go to church if if at all. So for me, uh, gentleness has been working in my heart for a while, a couple of years, and it still is working. Um, it's just to be patient, um, try to be gentle, um, kind to those people that are hurting and not get so angry uh, so quickly. Yeah, thanks, Tom. For a couple of years, I've been having trouble with control, which would be with self-control. Um, I like to be in control. Everything needs to be in control. And um, I found that over the last couple of years, it's good to not be in control because then God can be in control. And as I've learned and walked through that path, it has set me free from the bondage I felt of having to have that control. So I just want to encourage anyone that has that issue to just let go and let God do the work rather than you try to do it all. Yeah. Was that you breathing into the mic or was that me? I mean, you're the one running around, so that would make sense. Am I winded? I don't know why. <laughs> I'm not doing anything. All right. Any more stories? Mama, you showed love to me yesterday, and she said, I like. I look so cute. <laughs> so this is kind of like a story on joy, not not necessarily my joy because I don't, I'm not great at that. But uh, I got to. There's a member of the church that needed some work done this week, and the guys, like I think the the closest I've seen to a modern day Job, were just everything's falling apart. Nothing's working. You know, you take for granted your health. You take for granted all those things. And the guy just had true joy and, and has every excuse to not be joyful. But even in, like, can't walk around, can't do the things that a man feels like they need to do. But the, the guy was just a picture of joy. And I thought, like, man. And that's why I think, like, serving is really helpful because you can kind of humble yourself and think, like, this guy's joyful and has every reason to be 
just a grump. Mm. Um, I don't know. Humble yourself and see someone else. So I'll, I'll wrap up this one with uh, one story of my own. I read, I read on Twitter um, last week, I think it was last week sometime, Twitter can be good for something. There was this long thread of a, a New Testament scholar. He was, he was suggesting that perhaps Lazarus was disabled. And there's a few textual clues in there that led him to that conclusion. And he, um, he said, of course, at the end, this is all just speculation. But Lazarus, of course, is, is one of Jesus' closest friends. And Jesus raised him from the dead after he died. And you know the story. He, he waited until he died. And then he traveled back uh, and, and raised him from the dead. And I was... Throughout the week, I was just thinking on that. I couldn't get that out of my head. And I was like, oh my gosh, like the love of Jesus, like his compassion, his love that one of his best friends might have even been disabled. Like that just, that blew my mind. <laughs> and in worship last week and Sunday as we were singing, like, I just felt the Holy Spirit of God asking me, like, why does that change your perspective on Jesus? Why? And the only conclusion that I could come to is because I, I was lacking in love. That, that because of my shortcomings in love, that I didn't see it the same way. And that it changed my perspective of the story in any, in any case. Like, it shouldn't have, right? And so, just in, like, in the singing, as we were worshiping, that just hit me. I was like, I need more compassion like Jesus. I need more love like Jesus. I'm not there yet. Next one, have you found fulfillment? How have you found fulfillment in the use of your gifts? Anybody? I'll wait. I'll wait. The awkward silence, eventually, you're like, yeah, but you just broke the awkward silence. I know. Um, growing up, I did not um, enjoy school a whole bunch, so that's kind of an important start to this. But um, I, at a young age, um, I played volleyball really consistently and a, and a lot, and then um, got injured um, at 17, and so at 18, I started coaching and just really fell in love with coaching uh, volleyball a whole ton. And as I went through college um, and after... I thought I just loved coaching because I loved volleyball a lot, um, and I really liked the sport. Um, it turns out it was more so of the relationship building. Um, and as I went from job to job to job to not understanding what I was supposed to be doing, uh, where God was leading me, um, he led me back to working at school, uh, which 
like I said before, never thought that that would be the place <laughs> I would end up. Um, but it was that relationship building, especially with students, that um, God has really gifted me with. Um, and I never really saw that happening um, until, you know, it was kind of like hit me in the face with it. And I was like, oh, that's why I enjoy coaching. That's why I, you know, have been in the school for five years now. Like, it just is um, really cool how God, like, shows himself in different ways um, and kind of led me to this gifting um, through some other passions that I had beforehand. So, Awesome. Thanks, Kristen. Saw somebody else. John, yeah. So I really enjoy teaching, and um, the area of work I do is, is in the area of innovation. So for the last 20 years, I've been able to work in that space and get a lot of experience and do a lot of things. But recently, I was able to go to one of my first conferences where it was all um, ministry innovators in the room. And it was just such a fulfillment of all the work I'd done, just teaching in that space and interacting. I knew so many of them. I was able to just get together and talk and see all the growth that they had had in their lives, all the things they were trying. It was just a real moment of fulfillment after a lot of years of investing yeah. in that space. It was really, really encouraging. Yeah, beautiful. Thanks, John. So it, during our Holy Spirit 101, we did um, the spiritual gift assessment, which I had done 30 years ago, maybe. Um, but the no, one that came up, number one, was service. Um, and what's interesting is, like, when I picked my first career out of high school and stuff, um, kind of originally went something that was service. I didn't realize that was a gift. Um, but as I look back now, you know, I'm retired, so now I can have the perspective of hindsight. Um, I can see that throughout my career, God kept turning me towards service or giving me opportunities to use my gift. There was a time when I quit work um, to stay home with my kids for 10 years. And during that time, I was kind of the neighborhood mom who got everybody off the bus because the mo other moms were working or something. So I was always there. And at one point, a girlfriend gave me, made me this plate that said, you know, it, it had a gift on it, and on the back it said, you know, thanks for all your service. Still not clued in anywhere in my life that my gift might be service. <laughs> um, went back to work as a teacher uh, for my second career, and which is a service career, but again, not realizing. It's just like I loved, I fell in love, kind of like you did, Kristen, with um, one random day in school and decided to become a teacher when I was 42. <laughs> And um, then I land here at LifeBridge, and one day John asked me to, you know, help out with service stuff. And I'm like, well, I don't know if that's, like, <laughs> really. Um, but all my joy in, you know, listening to, like, Tim just say that he served somebody and what that was like and helping arrange some of that stuff is just like, wow, this all just works together so well that God does provide you opportunities to use your gifts, even yeah. when you're not sure what they are. Yeah, amen. Amen. Thanks to you. Anyone else? Going once, going twice. Moving on. All right.
Next one. <clears throat> how have you been edified by the gifts of others in the church community? So how have others who have been using their gifts helped to, uh, helped to encourage, challenge, strengthen you in your faith? I think even Tim's story is an example of that, right? He, he went to serve somebody and, and he found somebody else's joy being edifying to him. Well, I mean, my wife and I, we recently had uh, our second daughter a few weeks ago, and, you know, Tia set up for us a, a meal train, and that has literally edified us, and, you know, getting us food and all that, so, and we've just been thankful, because you don't think about, you know, how much just one meal or a couple meals can make a difference, but when you're running around and all that, trying to get everything sorted and work, and it's, uh, yeah, it's just been a great blessing to have that from everyone here. Yeah, awesome. We're very thankful. to the same side view, Bevan. See if you're As our kids have gotten older, and I get to see so much with kids ministry, I, I try to share out the wins that are happening because it's just, I get to see the back end of it so often of what's happening in kids ministry as a parent as well as um, the director here. I've been like just so like overwhelmed. Like I feel like because our kids are getting older and like how... <laughs> Nora is going to be in fourth grade, so it's like she's over halfway to 18, which, like, I just, I guess the older get, the, like, more precious as time is getting. And I, what I've been edified by is just all the adults that continue to show up to serve in kids' ministry, and as well as friends that our kids have. I have other adults speaking into our kids' lives at play dates and just in the hallway that we are having other adults investing in our kids and just, and the model of that and how it has pushed in my heart, like, how I need to be doing that, even more importantly, to other families and other kids. Um, and you can't do that for everybody, but if you have somebody sitting next to you or somebody you cross paths with a lot, just be intentional with that time. Um, and it could be something as simply as just acknowledging the presence of that kid next to you, uh, letting them know that you, they're seen. And yeah. I know that impact that has had on our kids um, from extremes of, Nora and Karen, get Miss Karen getting together, making caramel corn, and how that is leaving a mark on her, and to simple things of just having leaders knowing when their kid's birthday is. Yeah. So I feel like that has been a huge impact and is becoming a greater impact the older they get. Awesome. Amen. I think we can all appreciate uh, Jamie using her gifts in LifeBridge Kids. Um. A few years ago, I had two back-to-back -back miscarriages, and um, then I got pregnant again. And for anyone that's been through that, it was terrifying, to say the least. Um, so the morning I was supposed to go have my first ultrasound, um, I hadn't told too many people we were pregnant again. Um, but I was actually at a mops morning, and I was trying to hide it and hold things together as I was supposed to be leaving the morning. But a friend um, who used to attend here texted me and said, "Hey." I had a dream about you, and I want to share it. And um, I actually sat like on the back of the toilet seat in the bathroom in there, <laughs> reading this text and just sobbing in the midst of like our mops group, that group that I was supposed to be leading. Um, but 
she just shared that God had given her a vision for my next child. She had no idea I was pregnant yet. And um, I ended up clinging to that for the next eight, nine months. Um, and it's really what I needed. And anyone that knows my little Willa now, um, <laughs> it was spot on and word for word exactly who she is and who her personality has been since the day she was born. Amen. Thanks, Kins. Good morning. Um, I was a career teacher and an elementary teacher, and when we would look at our students, we were wondering, you know, how they're going to grow up and how they're going to, you know, mature someday and what they're going to be. And, and I did that for 30-some years, and, and what was exciting about it is, is that when I started, I was 25, and, and my kids were 10. So it's easy to do the numbers. Uh, now I'm 69, and my first-year kids of fourth graders were, and fifth graders were, are now 59. Um, the exciting thing about this church is that um, people our age get to see the next generation stepping up. And, and uh, it's one of the reasons we're here. We can't say enough about the fact that you know, we've had our days in the sun, us older folks, and, and we want to see the church continue uh, with the next generation stepping up. I'm just thanking the Lord that the people that are in their 30s and 40s and maybe even in their 50s is, is seeing that God is using their gifts um, to further his kingdom. I'm very grateful for that. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Dan. I just want to take a minute to um, actually call out the worship team and thank them and praise God for them. Um, obviously, they're working in um, works of service um, every single week, you know, day in, day out, whether it's um, uh, John and the rest of the crew or um, Dan and Morgan on their own, you know, during uh, the summers there. Um, I just think they're amazing. Uh, I appreciate you guys. And I want to th uh, thank you all for helping us meet with God in worship. Um, I don't know about the rest of you, but uh, Sunday mornings, I feel uh, the most, if you will, kind of laid bare before God um, during worship time because it's everything else just kind of goes away, and it's just you doing business with God in worship. And um, so I just want to thank you guys uh, for your service, for the, um, all the practices uh, that you and the time that you put in uh, to uh, hone your craft and serve the rest of the body the way that you do. Um, you you don't get enough credit for what you do, so uh, thank you so much and God bless you guys. Yeah. Amen. I've been showing love to me by um, my grandma was. Um, Whenever I sleep over at my grandma's house, she is always being loving to me. I think I speak for many in this room when I say that uh, I'm blessed and edified almost weekly uh, when John, 
or John gets up and exposits the word of God and explains it and brings it to life. Uh, with my career and stuff, I've been able to listen to a lot of Christian radio, so I've heard the top shelf guys, you know, the John Pipers, the Charles Stanleys, just tons of them. And I put you guys right up there with being able to uh, teach us and, and help us mature in the word. So thank you. Thanks, John. Anybody else? Yeah. Last one, and then let's let's sing. Okay. <laughs> um, yes, I have been um, in another real fun part of my life. You know, if you look at it like that, I'm, <laughs> I I was engaged on the top of a mountain. I did athletic type things and I, I came up with a neurologic disease so um, it's, it's been tough it's been an adjustment and I, I tend to um, as a growing up you know kind of um, being uh, our family being anxious and depressed so I didn't have the Lord really in my life then and um, I, I, I pursued him <laughs> in college and uh, I just um, I had I, I received the the filling of the Holy Spirit in one a special weekend where I just the thought came to me um, that I, oh my gosh I understand what joy is and, and I, w I felt healed and um, I was in other situations where um, where my husband was r really ill and getting radiation treatments and um, and I was in the waiting room, and I experienced um, peace. The peace is passes all understanding. I, it was amazing. And we're talking about edified by others in the church community. Um, well, first of all, I, I guess I was talking about my own uh, situation, and uh, I, I feel like I have joy. And, and in this situation, I'm in an assisted living center right now, and um, I've been able to offer joy to other people, even if I... I'm not happy, you know, yeah. with the situation, and um, and it's paid off. I, I've been able to have a, a Bible study. I started yeah. a Bible study with people and um, encouraged them that way. Yeah. And I'm just thankful. I'm thankful that like in all those situations where I had strife and stuff um, as a Christian, um, that I had been built up, you know, by the community mm -hmm. and uh, by the Word. I had the Word in me through Bible memorization. I just. Uh, it's there for you when you have difficulties. You know, you've got the gifts in you, the Holy Spirit, and um, the power that's there is, is supernatural. It doesn't make sense to have peace in the midst of situations. It transcends all understanding. And um, so people have been edifying me that are in the body. Uh, they've been visiting me. I've been getting letters from people I didn't know knew where I was, and um, just beautiful letters of encouragement and just trusting the Lord where you are. And uh, so just build up your family, you know, stay with the church through strife, you know, um, have your community there for you. Um, that's what we're for. Amen. Mm -hmm. Amen. All right, let me pray for us, and then we'll sing. Father, Lord, we thank you for these stories of the work that you're doing in our lives. Thank you that, Lord, through your spirit, you're moving in us. You're producing fruit. Thank you, Lord, that you have gifted us to edify and to build up one another. 
to encourage each other, to, to help strengthen each other, to teach one another and instruct one another in the faith. So, Lord, I pray that you would just continue your, your work within us. And, God, give us eyes to see what you are doing among us in all things. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's stand and let's sing together. Would you guys pray with me for the bread first? Lord Jesus, as we hold this bread in our hand, we're reminded of your body that was broken for us. That, Jesus, you endured the cross. That you suffered in our place. That, Lord, in your flesh you bore our sin and you nailed it to the cross. So, Lord, we are so thankful. And, Lord, we remember that when we pray in the midst of our pain and our suffering, we pray to one who knows. Pray to one who has experienced pain and who didn't exempt himself from pain. But more so, Lord, Lord, we pray to one who has taken our sin and removed it from us as far as the east is from the west so that we can stand before God justified and holy. So, Jesus, as we partake of the bread, we remember you. Let's partake. with me for the cup as well. Lord, we thank you. As your word says, there is no forgiveness without the shedding of blood. So Lord, we're reminded of how awful our sin is. We're reminded that we are unclean without you, Jesus. But because of your sacrifice on the cross, when our faith and trust is in you, that our sin is washed away that you've paid the price that we could not pay to give us what we could not earn. So we are so thankful, Jesus, and we remember your sacrifice. And Lord, we want to live our life in light of your sacrifice and through every moment in honor of you. Thank you for your blood. Let's partake of a cup together. you guys join with me in prayer one more time before we close? Lord, again, we thank you for your work within us as a church. Lord, I pray that these stories would encourage us, that the worship together would encourage us. And Lord, that through taking communion together, we would be reminded of you, Jesus. And that, Lord, we would live every moment of our day for you and your, for your glory in honor of you thanking you for your sacrifice that made us right before God. So, Lord, would you produce that unity in your body around you, Jesus, through the power of your Holy Spirit at work in us. And, Lord, encourage us with the stories of one another as we use our gifts together to bring you glory and honor and to love you and to love one another well, as you have called us to and as you have taught us, Lord. It's in your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for being here with us today, you guys. Have a wonderful Sunday. And yeah, God bless you guys as you go.